Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. Hello, and welcome to another Disney Rip Bite Size. I nearly sang that. Why did I nearly sing the intro to that? Welcome to another Disney Rip Bite Size with me, Adam, and joining me as always is Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty, pretty good. Pretty you've exhausted. Not, you've not long been in, have you? Yeah. Um, I've literally got in the house, got in the bath, got in front of the computer. And uh, and where have you been? Uh, we went to Sunny Old Blackpool this Sunny weekend. Sunny Old Blackpool for the Disney Brit running meet. I have to apologise for not being there. Uh, but uh, due to circumstances, um, I've been a little bit busy recently and not been able to get there, which is a real shame because I was I was gutted, and I'm even more gutted that I didn't get my Disney Brit 5K runners medal. Yeah, which was, I really wanted. Medals, and there was a lot of really enthusiastic runners, and it was a really good. And um, cake, cake. As you do, you know, at the finish line, you've got to have <laughs> your cake. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's what happens when you do ever do a Disney run. You know, you always get cake. That's what yeah. happens there. Uh, but it was uh, a good weekend. Cake. So what? It was a good weekend. It was a good weekend, and obviously I've got to thank everyone for turning up and everyone that made an effort to sort of be involved in the event. It was um, it was a success, and would like to do another one if we can in the near future. Um, but we'll talk about it more in the next week's show. Okay, so uh, what's the plan for this week's show then? As it's a bite size, and it's a shorter episode. Um, what I thought we'd do is talk about updates that are coming to Disney World or Disneyland Paris. Um, some in the near future, some sort of could have already just happened um, and some that may be a bit further away in the future. Well we thought we'd do this because we quite often do bits of news at the beginning of the full Disney Brit shows but quite often these bits of news we're going to do today we don't really kind of do. Oh, purely, oh, oh hello, hello, that's Disney. What, what's going on here? It's my mum. It's your mum? <laughs> my mum's ringing me. Oh, good How do you hang up on your mum? Uh, I don't know. All ended. <laughs> uh oh. Um, yeah, we thought we'd talk about some news and, and updates and things like that that we wouldn't normally put into the news because they're not a massive sort of announcement, which is what we usually put in. So we've got 10 bits of park news and park updates and things like that just to do with you for things that are coming in and changing at the parks, pretty much. Yep. So, isn't it? Um, pretty much. So, so, am I starting? Are you starting? Um, you start and then I'll laugh at it. Okay, I'll, I'll start then. So uh, I'm uh, heading over to Citricos at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa because from the 5th of November, guests will be able to dine with an Imagineer uh, and it's going to be on the first Thursday of each month. It's going to be at the Chef's Domain at Citricos. It's an upscale table service restaurant located inside Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. It's experiences a four-course dinner for uh, $89 and can be upgraded to include a wine pairing for an additional $30. Dine with an Imagineer is now available for guests to reserve through the normal centre, which is 407-WDDW-DINE. I like this idea. How much was it? $89, which I don't think actually was that bad. Four-course dinner in Citricos, which is a fairly decent meal anyway. Yeah. And then you get to see a, an engineer. I, I like the idea of it, and because of obviously how nerdy we are, yeah. it sounds like yeah. But can you imagine, right, the kids at your school going... Oh, wow, there's a new experience. Dine with a teacher. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like that. Oh, hello. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Uh, is that your mum? It's my mum. <laughs> hang on a second, I'll just unplug it for the whole. <laughs> Hi, mum. Sorry, mum. Next thing you know, she'll be, she's climbed ladders and she's up at the window knocking on it going, Alan! I'm a oh, Alan! Son. Oh, pet! I'm a um, son. 
So, so um, do you know what I'd like that though? And this is something to consider that if they were to do it as a breakfast, so you would go and see Imagineer about a specific park, and you talk to that Imagineer about the park before while eating breakfast over your pancakes, right? Yep. And then you got to go to that park, and they kind of. You know, you could go and see the things that this Imagineer particularly talked about, which would be quite cool. I don't know. Yeah, do, do, do you think they've got like a restriction on what they're allowed to talk about? Um, I don't know. I would, I would guess so. And and will that Imagineer be eating the food with you? Yeah. Is is he going to be sitting at the table just you know, you're eating your Citrico's meal, and he, he he may be having the same meal. He may be having his packed lunch. You know, he's, he's on his lunch break maybe. And. Every time you ask a question, is he going to go with his fork, just lift it to his mouth and go, ah, okay, it's, um, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Or is he going to just, you know, ask him anything and he'll spill the beans? Possibly. And here's another thing I'm going to ask, or say. It doesn't say what sort of Imagineer it's going to be. Now, Imagineers cover all sorts of talents. Down to, I'm guessing, the costuming department. Oh, I don't know. So could it could it be there you are thinking right? Okay, I'm going to find out all the information about the the yeti getting refurbished at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it's interesting because yeah, when you say it's, it is Imagineer, not cast member, so it's not going to be. I don't know. It's not going to be janitorial staff. No, you're not going to hear about how quickly they can clean the tangled toilets in in the Magic Kingdom. You know, we're not talking about the the, the minions that that run the park. You know, overnight sort yep. of thing. We're talking about no, the, the Imagineers, the people who make the stuff happen behind the scenes sort of thing, rather than the, yeah. the actual cast members themselves. Yeah, so uh, there, there's Tom sitting in his dinner, eating his meal. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what sort of work do you get up to? Well, I paint rock work. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, what sort of rock work? Well, I painted Big Thunder Mountain, <laughs> Bash Mountain. <laughs> it's not that sort of stuff. Uh, oh, every Animal night. Kinder. Every night I sit there and I work me phalanges to the bone, you know. Um, yeah. That was a posh word. I don't even know what they are. Phalanges, they're your finger bones. All right. There you go. I, I, not only are we entertaining, we're also educational. Yeah, well, I thought it just sounded rude. <laughs> just you to think yeah. it was rude. Um, and so, All right, so tell us a bit more about your rockwork painting. Well, I paint brown, a bit of red. Sometimes a, bit of yellow a little in bit, yeah, a little bit yellow in, and then sometimes it's not quite brown enough. Anyway, we've gone completely off the point. So from the 5th of November, you can go and have dinner with an Imagineer in Chef Domaine's Citrus Coast for $89 and an additional $30 for the wine pairing. Um, and you can book that now. There we go. Excellent. Right, what have you got? Right, okay. Well, I'm going to talk about the Disney's ADR system is getting a bit of a... I don't know, uh, I've, I'm going to be careful not to use the word hard-ass, but I'm going to say that. Yeah. They're, they're toughening up on it. Um, and the whole reason behind it is that there's been some third-party companies and websites set up for doing um, ADR bookings. Yeah. There's there's a whole the whole secret world which I didn't even knew existed, because I've been getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to book my tables. Yeah. There's a whole secret world where people... Are making the best bookings and selling them on, right? And apparently, you can, you could, or used to be able to, um, go on a website and say you wanted to. I don't know. You, you couldn't get your Cinderella's royal table. Someone else may have that booking and it may want to sell it on to you, and you'd get the reservation number and the name to say when you cross over the table. 
And at yeah. that, that point, no further on in that system do they ever confirm that you are that person. They just take your, your number and or your surname at the right time. So Disney is starting to toughen down on that because um, there's other people making money out of it. Have you yeah, heard about that? I, I have, and I'm, I'm glad they've done it as well because I think it's so unfair that these people have been trying to take all of these reservations from people and charging for it as well. Because, you know, if you yep. have to do it yourself and organise it enough yourself, then you'd be able to do it without any problems, you know, without needing to use those third-party sites. Whereas those yep. people who go, oh, this must be a real advantage doing it this way, and it's really not. It just means, you know, people are making money from somebody for something that is a free service. Yeah. Which is a shame that they're doing that, but there you go. The, over the, let's say over the last couple of weeks, um, Disney have sort of issued warnings to these websites, and the majority of them seem to have shut down. There's a couple of them that seems to be holding out. Yeah. Um, and just, you know. Would you take on the mouse? No. I, I, I don't think I've got enough money to take on the mouse. No. But um, it'll be interesting to know what they actually do to... You know, the first, first step is trying to stop the third party people doing it. The next step will be to make it a lot harder to be able to pass that detail in on. Yeah. Whether it's Because in theory, if you've got, I don't know, Cinderella's Royal Table, you'll have some sort of park entry. Is it going to be linked to your ticket? Yeah. Or your magic band where you've got to swipe it? They're going to they're gonna do something that will toughen it down. Or yeah. Um, I don't know how. I, yeah, they're just gonna have to close them down. I don't know if there's any other way of doing it, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. tricky one. It's a tricky one. But as you say, it's a good thing, particularly for us that actually put the effort in and try to get our bookings. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so, lots of space. See what happens with that, and see when they start closing podcasters down and all that sort of stuff as well. No, they won't do that. Or at least I hope they won't do that. Uh, okay, let's head over to Disney Springs, and uh, there's two new dining locations that have recently been added to the long line of things that are coming to Disney Springs. Uh, the first one is going to be called, it's a table service restaurant, it's going to be called the Homecoming Florida Kitchen and Southern Shine, which is going to be Farm to Fork Cuisine, um, which has been inspired apparently by the Sunshine State and Chef Smith. Now, Chef Smith uh, apparently is a very well-known chef in the US. I don't know who he is. But anyway, sounds, like, sounds like quite a common name for a chef over here. Doesn't it, yeah. Not particularly different, uh, but he was uh, raised in Florida, and uh, the menu apparently is going to have southern favourites like homemade pimento cheese, de deviled eggs, low country shrimp, uh, low yeah, low country shrimp, grits, fried chicken, loads more as well. Um, as well as that, there's also going to be a, a new chocolate shop that is opening in the landing. This is called the Ganachery. It's going to be Disney owned and operated. It's going to have specially custom blended chocolates, and it's going to have flavours from all over the world. Apparently, they're going to be handmade ganache bomb bonds and other treats that are all currently in the process of being developed by Disney's chocolatiers. It's scheduled to open later this year apparently. Uh, it's also going to give Disney guests the chance to participate in tastings as well as obviously purchase all of those things to take home and uh, and devour while walking around the parks. Um, you know it says chocolate flavours from all around the world? Yeah. Does that mean they're going to have British chocolate that actually tastes a bit like chocolate and the, and the waxy chocolate you get in America? I don't know. I don't know whether I, I've, they've literally announced that it's the name of it and announced that it's going to be coming, but they haven't actually said anything else really about what it's what it's going to be. Yeah, I suppose there's only so much you can say about chocolate, isn't there? Oh yeah. You um, know, I, I suppose it's, it sounds like it's going to be a little bit like these at the Caramel Kucha in 
Epcot in World Showcase in Germany that uses um, Werther's Originals as its base and then adds it to all sorts of different things. I wonder whether that's going to be the idea. It's going to be a, a sort of chocolate version of that, a high-class chocolate version of that. I'm interested to see how this works with with like Girardelli's. Yeah, I suppose that would be direct competition. Yeah, wouldn't it? it just? Well, obviously this one's a Disney one and they're not. Whether that's going to have an effect on Girardelli's, whether Girardelli's position in downtown Disney is coming to an end, whether their contract's not going to be... I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Because what was that, um, that fried chicken shop that didn't hang around long? Disney sort of just booted that one out after the year. The Polo Campero. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't last very long at all, did it? And it was... That was rumoured to do with Disney wanting to put more of their own options in. Yeah. So, mm. I'm, I'm sure Girardelli is not going to get given the boot because they've, they're quite established. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows what's going on there? But there we go. So, uh, two places, the Florida Kitchen and Southern Shine and the, uh, and the Ganachery. Fingers crossed, they're going to be amazing. We'll see. Okay. okay. Uh, right, what you got? I'm going to give you another restaurant at Disney Springs. Um, it's been rumoured and it is now officially confirmed that the restaurant STK is going to be coming to Disney Springs. Right. It's going to be a two-story restaurant that's coming later this year, apparently. Um, I know that it's, it's under construction at the moment, but um, I'll be honest, I haven't read a lot of information about it until I started to look on the internet for the restaurant. And apparently it's a big, massive chain. Have you heard of STK? No, I've never heard of it. When you say that, I, I, I just keep thinking of TK Maxx. Yeah. You know what I'm like when it comes to getting the names wrong of places anyway. Yeah. What do, what do you think STK sell? STK. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing steak. Yeah. It is... Um, no, well, there, there's one in London, and I'll, I'll read what it says in the London Linguistic one. Linguistic genius, me. Look at that. Yeah. You just missed the vowels out. That's all you've done. See what they do there, yeah. Um, it brings the iconic steakhouses of New York across the pond. This is the London one, obviously. It's not going to be doing that in America. It's not going to bring it across the pond into Orlando, is it? It's not going to bring the London one across. Um, SDK is located on the... Oh, that's a bit too much information for you there. Um, but it's apparently not going to be like a, a traditional steakhouse. It's going to be quite a modern one. Right. Now, I thought I'd have a quick look through the uh, the menu here that they've got in the SDK London one. Got seared scallops, soft shell crab sliders, prawn crispies, whatever prawn crispies are. Shellfish bisque with coriander. I wouldn't call that crispies. No, I wouldn't either. Or steak. Um, or steak, yeah. There's a tuna tartar. This is all your starters. There is beef carpaccio. Right. Is that, that like the raw thing? No, that's. That's a tartar. Isn't carpaccio like a soup? Is it, it's it, like oh, pastrami's kind of it? No, that's not even raw, is it? Like gis I don't know. gazpacho. Gazpacho. I don't know what gazpacho is. Um, Let's have a even if, Let's, right, okay, Gazpacho. Speak. I've got a Morrison's just down the road. I'll nip down now and have a look. Go on then, see what they've got. Gazpacho. There's um, got beef carpaccio. Right, here's what it says underneath it, underneath the title. Smoked aioli stuffed Pepper do, Ras El Hanout. <laughs> Any further forward there? No, that's, that was good. I wonder if this is an anagram. It just doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me at all. There's <laughs> every possibility that is true. Um, 
But uh, what we've got, there's a raw bar. Yeah. You know what, considering this is... Right, this is all fish again. There's no steak in there. Right, this is on the grilled section of the menu. SDK are proud to use USDA Prime. What the hell? Sorry for my language there. What is um, USDA Prime? Oh, it's a superior grade with amazing tenderness, juiciness, flavorness, and fine texturenesses. Nisses. Nisses. It's got the highest degree of fat marbling and is derived from younger beef. Less than 2% of all beef produced in the United States will earn this prime designation. So it is high quality beef steak. Um, and your options are small, medium, or large. Right, okay. And large um, in America is going to be large. Um, on this, you've got a 600 gram T bone. Or you've got a, a 750 gram cowboy steak. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit of meat, isn't that's it? That's a big old bit of meat. You could live on that. You could you could you could sit on that and class it as landmass and create a new state, new principality. Yeah, I've just created the state of steak state. Yeah, it's put a flag in it. Oh, look at this! In the, in the London one, they've got some speciality ones. The speciality ones are wagyu. Which I know that is really good stuff. And they've also got British cuts. Now, if you were going for the, a, an American based steakhouse that is serving the best quality meat, would you really want to go for British cuts? Well, no. You clearly wouldn't. But anyway, they've got some other stuff like chicken and veal and lamb in the UK. No idea what they've got coming in Orlando, but that's what they've got in the UK. Fair enough. I can't even tell you any more information apart from it's coming later on this year. I look forward to that when it comes. I'd love to go try these things out. Why don't we get invited over to Florida to go? Uh, let's work this out, shall we? I wonder. Okay, let's move on then. So, uh, going to the Magic Kingdom, going to Adventureland. Just to let you know, a few days ago, uh, over in uh, Adventureland, you can now meet Rafiki. He's beginning to greet guests near the Swiss Family Treehouse. Oh, well, using that location for something useful, anyway. Um, and uh, apparently, Stitch is no longer going to be there. He meets greeting guests at Tomorrowland, and he's still going to be part of the daily move it, shake it, dance it, play it, street party stuff that's going on. But it seems that Rafiki is now going to be appearing over in Adventureland, which is interesting because he used to meet people at Rafiki's Planet Watch. I wonder whether he's still doing that. I would think he probably is. Um, so I would guess that's going to continue. But Rafiki is now available to meet in Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. So. Do you know what would be good if they hid him in the treehouse? Because it would give you a reason to go in the treehouse. At the top? Yeah. Just just behind... Actually, you wouldn't. You want, want to be able to see him from the park, otherwise you're not going to go up there. Yeah. Just think it actually might start a queue forming to get into the treehouse. You reckon so, You reckon it's going to look so... But then all of a sudden, that that's going to have a queue, and if it has a queue, they're then going to introduce fast pass just for climbing a tree. Mm. Don't want that. I, th I think it'll be quite quite cool having a meet and greet in that treehouse. To be honest, no, hey, have, have you? I oh, know. Actually, you've got you've got a, um, a son, so you won't have done the Pocahontas meet and greet and stuff like that. Well, at the Animal Kingdom, the Pocahontas meet and greet, you sort of line up in a like a, a path that is sort of flanked by trees and greenery. Yeah, and they sort of send send you down to meet Pocahontas, like. 
one group at a time, you know, one party. There's not tons of people queuing up right to see Pocahontas right next to her. Yeah. It is literally, you, you go down into the forest, you meet her, then you walk back out. And it's, it's quite sort of nice, the fact they haven't got a crowd of people sort of looking over your shoulders. And um, it would be quite cool if they did that for Rafiki up in the treehouse, but they probably won't. No, they probably won't, I doubt it. All right, but there we go, another place to meet Rafiki, so that's pretty good going. Right, what's your uh, third, second, third one? Third. Um, I don't know if you can remember, probably about a year or so ago, we mentioned um, Flamingo Crossings. Yeah. Does that ring any bells? Which was the shopping area. It's a shopping area, hotel area. That's right. It was. It's. It's almost sounded as though it was going to be like a little town. And there's not a lot of information gets said about Flamingo Crossings to the point of you can almost forget that it's even existing. Well, you, you've got the shop. You've got some of the restaurants down that particular area, haven't you? You've got your Perkins and I think there's a Taco Bell in there. I'm sure that's the Flamingo. That's part of Flamingo Crossing. Part of the original Flamingo Crossing. And there was talk of them apparently knocking that down. I think there's a isn't there a right. mini golf thing at Flamingo Crossing as well? Could be. I'm sure there's there got, is. There's got to be plenty of stuff in there. Well, it's it's, it's like, the reason I know um, if it's definitely the same place for the Flamingo Crossing is because um, that's where my parents go all the flipping time. To uh, I used to go to Perkins whenever we used to go to Perkins. I go to Florida. It was always Perkins at Flamingo Crossing. Um, right. I'm sure it's. A, I'm sure that's what it's called. Do you know how long they've been sort of building up there? I don't know whether the actual hotels have started. Uh, well, that's part of my news, to be honest. Um, there's two hotels that are going to be opening up in early 2016. Right, okay. Um, they're going to have 500 suites between them. Yeah. Um, and the two um, hotel groups that are going to be opening it is um, the Town Place Suites, right. which is... Uh, Marriott's. Oh, but I say, I'm um, sure there's a Marriott one going there. And um, Spring Hill Suites. Okay. So they're going to be opening up um, early 2016. But it, I just think it's absolutely weird that two outside companies are building sort of, on the Disney property and you hear nothing about it, really. Hmm. Well, I know Disney obviously built all of it, bought all this land, didn't they? And then they, they sold yep. some of it up for celebration. They've got an area that they're using, which is purely conservation. And they've got the other areas that they kind of sold some of the land, not sold the land, but rented the land to other companies in order to, to build things like that as well. And I think this is yep. part of that area, isn't it? Yep. Um, okay. Right, let's um, talk. Go on. You were going to say something? No, I was just um, skimming through a bit more of it. Apparently, there's a third hotel that's confirmed to be coming to uh, Flamingo Crossings. However, it's not confirmed who it's going to be, but it could potentially be Hampton Inn. Okay. So, there you are. Another 250 rooms going to be coming. That's quite a lot of rooms, really, isn't it? It's a huge amount of rooms. And, and I wonder whether they're going to offer all of the transportation and everything with it as well. Nah, that would be too convenient. But actually, the, the the hotels do do their own stuff, don't they? The downtown Disney hotels. Yeah, they, they have their own bus service and things like that. Whether or not yeah. they'll do the same thing with a Marriott or do something with it, wouldn't surprise me if they did. All right, my next update for you is uh, this is a big one. Are you ready for it? I'm trying to be. Right, this is amazing. Walt Disney World have opened the I four exit ramp to Disney Springs. Wow. Which actually, as much as we go, 
Oh, really? You're telling me that they've opened the road? It does make a massive difference to getting into Disney Springs. They've opened this new access ramp off the I-4. Uh, it takes you straight to the Disney Springs parking structure. Uh, you basically take the Ep Ep Epcot exit from the southbound I-4. Um, and then you continue all the way down Buenavista Drive exit. And then you can take the Springs exit now, pulling off the I-4. So it's made a big difference, I think. And it will make a big difference in that particular area. Because that area was horrendous for power for all the, the, the traffic and stuff that tried to get through there. So if you are thinking about going, you've now got the new exit ramp coming off the I-4 for Disney Springs. So it's well worth uh, taking that into consideration when you go. Will that speed up? Obviously, it speeds up traffic getting to Disney Springs. What yes. about... What happens when they get to Disney Springs? You've obviously got all the parking structure stuff there now that's open. The orange parking structure is open. Uh, so parking is much, much easier. Has that totally alleviated all the problems? I would think it's it's beginning to. I think they're still working on uh, widening the road, aren't they, around there? So, But it's getting there. Julio? There we go. Right, your, uh, your next Fourth. One. Fourth. Right, well, I'm I'm struggling to go which one to choose first. and I'm going to go Disneyland Paris, I think, because the other, other story I've got is uh, much bigger. Um, so, yeah, at Disneyland Paris, coming the 2nd of November, Big Thunder Mountain is going to be getting shut down for a small refurb. Yeah. The small refurb will last for nearly a year. And it's going to be... Basically, looking at the whole attraction, it's going to be one, one, one statement has said that they're going to be repurposing or re sort of designing the track. So, I don't know how much that's going to alter the ride. And um, they're going to be draining parts of is it the rivers of America? Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're sort of really going to be refurbing it. And one thing that has been confirmed is they're going to be adding a new sequence into the ride, which I think is the third lift hill. Um, they're going to have the exploding dynamite scene that they've got over at um, Disney California. Yeah. So um, that'll be quite a good, cool addition. But it'll be also interesting to see what else they do because Big Thunder Mountain over at um, Disney World had interactive queue system added into it. Mm -hmm. um, there's loads of things that could be get, getting done. And I know that they've had some major problems with the ride over the past couple of years. Yeah, it's, it seems to have broken down more more regularly at the moment with people having to be taken off of it. And I know it had a, an, an accident, didn't it? Which is the reason why one of these scenes has been sorted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. But also, they're spending all, all this money on the park, um, getting ready for the, is it the 25th anniversary come round. Yes. That's, is that two years' time? Yeah, 2017, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So they obviously spend a load of money on it to make everything look amazing for that. Um, and Big Thunder Mountain always seemed to have a, a nice green tinge on it. Yes. It seemed to be a lot of um, dampness around it. So, you know, it, it, it needs the work and it's going to look amazing when they finish with it. Hmm. But, no, look, if it looks anything like the Disneyland version, it's going to be amazing. I, my only gripe is going to be when it comes around to the run Disney event the yeah. half marathon yeah. it's going to be shut yeah it is Yeah, it is. so we can run through it maybe we'll run through the rivers of America without any water in it yeah that might be cool how cool would that be part of the part of the actual run is to run the track of Big Thunder yeah <laughs> no, uh, that would be quite awesome just, just think when you think about the run Disney events where you go backstage and yeah. reality all you can do is go behind a hoarding panel yeah 
pretty much be it. <laughs> How horrendous. That's quite funny. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, Big Thunder. I'm looking forward to seeing the new improved. Uh, right, what am I, I'm going back to Florida again. Uh, and I'm at Hollywood Studios. And that's because starting the 16th of October, for a limited time only, a sneak peek of the uh, Disney Pixar's new film, The Good Dinosaur, is going to be presented as part of Walt Disney's one-man dream. It's going to offer guests an advanced look at scenes from the film. Uh, the current finale is the Walt Disney one-man's dream film that's going to go on hi hiatus can't speak tonight during um, this and uh, it's going to return again on December 5th so you can go and see an advanced look of the good dinosaur right at the very very end now I like the good dinosaur looks okay you know it, it's not amazing from the footage I've seen but it looks it looks okay it's going to be a good film I don't know whether it's going to be a Pixar classic but I yeah. really like the film at the end of One Man's Dream and it kind of saddens me a little bit they're taking that way and putting this in because I, I think it really kind of gives a, a such a good kind of impression of who Walt Disney was and the story's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that that'll be missing for a little while. Personally, I would have liked to seen it. I like to see it. I can't even speak either like you. Um, where where they've been where Captain Neo used to be. You know where they've been doing all the previews of films. You know, yeah. the previews of Inside Out and the preview of whatever it was before that. Oh, what was it? For which one? Tomorrow, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, yeah. They, they had um, those as previews. And, you know, you, you could do that in there. That's, that's it's, it's a good cinema for seeing that sort of thing. Why mess with One Man's Dream? And the only thing I can think is, is it because there's so much changes going on that if they sort of say it's going on hiatus, it's like a step of removing it. Yeah. And once it's gone, will they likely to be putting it back? Possibly. Probably not. I don't know. I, I, don't, I think I think they've got a, a different plan. A different plan to what we thought they were going to have. There's, mm. there's so many things that haven't been said about what's going to be getting closed down. And a lot of it is just guesswork for us at the moment. Maybe One Man's Dream will go to the Magic Kingdom. That'd be nice. That would be nice if it did. But I don't. Oh, no, it just doesn't really fit in that cot. I was about to say it could go into interventions, but I don't really think it fits in interventions. Nothing seems to fit for very long in interventions. Yeah, but then again, yeah, there's, it just, <laughs> that doesn't seem to matter too much, does it? Yeah. So, I, th I think the good dinosaur looks quite good. Actually, I saw, saw the trailer on the end of or the beginning of Inside Out. Right. And, um, have you seen the trailer? Yes. Um, I saw I saw the trailer, but I also got to see some footage at the premiere of Inside Out. Oh, so right. They did the trailer, and then we saw a little bit of footage as well. Excellent. Sam, so, look, looks quite good. And I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm quite excited about a lot of the stuff that is coming out of the studios at the moment. There seems to be a lot of good stuff happening. So I'm looking forward. To, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to Good Dinosaur. I just don't know whether it's going to be as good as as maybe some of the other ones have been. But it's certainly going to be fun, and it's going to be something entertaining to watch. And you know, that's fine. Give it a go. See so what happens. Right, it is my my question then about going uh, the Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Do dinosaurs make good films? Right, Jurassic Park. Yes. Okay, yeah. that was quite good. Dinotopia? No. Dinosaur. Um, yeah. 
Oh, what's that other one? Dinosaur. 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 Yeah. yeah, it was alright. Uh, walking with dinosaurs. Yeah. Is uh, the land, land before time? Land before time, yeah. There's about five of them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. they're alright. No, I think it's it's probably quite clear that dinosaur films, dinosaur cartoons particularly, don't necessarily fit. Yeah. Fingers crossed for them, but I am not hoping, holding out a lot of hope that it's going to be a major success. Yeah. Sadly. Mm, we'll quite sadly as well. Mm. Right. I'm going to go with my last bit of news I'm then. De I'm, de I'm determined to think of a really good dinosaur film, cartoon dinosaur film. I'm desperately racking my brain. And I'm struggling. I think we've hit upon something here. Dinosaur films don't make good films. Maybe it's, Unless it's, like, it's live action, kind of ripping the heads off like it is a Jurassic Park. It's like genres, just certain genres seem to have died out. Um, and it's hard to get them working again. Like... You could say like the the pirate films haven't been that successful. You've got the first Pirates of the Caribbean was brilliant because it was all linked to the ride and it was yeah. it was the whole nostalgia thing and it worked really well. And then I don't know how many we've had since two, three, four, five, something like that. Are we, are we on a Pirates of the Caribbean seven? I've got no idea. We're on the, to Pirates f five. See, the only one that stands out for me was the first one. Um. Uh, second one was quite good. Third one uh, was alright. Fourth one wasn't great. Uh, fourth one was better than third, but I suppose that's opinion rather than fact. And another genre that's died out is them synchronized swimming films that you, you never see them anymore. Yeah. Or um, cowboys and western films. Cowboys and westerns? That's not the right word. Western films. Hmm. I've never been a massive western fan, I'll be honest. Uh not really draw that into them but obviously they were a massive genre weren't they so um so Jurassic based films are not always so anything Jurassic don't do it yeah we, we, could, we could make them a fortune or save them a fortune by giving this information we should just sit there and go right okay this is what we've discovered don't make westerns nobody wants to watch them anymore gangster movies are alright as long as they're a little bit like gory Yep. Steer away from dinosaurs and animal movies, like where they're set in a whole animal world. Sometimes doesn't quite work. I'm worried about. I, I must admit, there's a few. I'm worried about at the minute. Zootopia is yep. the next. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure because if we look at some of the other whole animal movies Disney's done recently, Chicken Little, for example, weren't great. Yeah. And then Disney haven't got a track, very good track record with dinosaurs. So. And there's, there's, there's another weird cartoon one coming out. Is it the is it Animal Kingdom or something like that? Yeah, that's the, isn't that the Zootopia one? I don't know if that's the Zootopia one. I think it's um, like a third party style based on a computer game you can get on your iPhone. Oh, I don't know. It's, I think it's that one. Rubbish. Okay, go on. Let's, we could talk about this forever. Let's okay. go for, uh, for your final piece of news. Right, the final bit of news, which I've, I think I've held the best one to the end. Um, obviously, we've recently just said goodbye to Duffy from the Epcot. Um, was it World Show Place? Yeah. Well, apparently, people haven't had enough of Duffy yet. There was rumours that the Duffy Bear stuff was starting to disappear out of the stores. Yeah. But it's been confirmed that we're going to actually start to see more stuff. That is Shelley May. Yes. Shelley May was obviously Minnie's partner for Duffy. Obviously, Minnie, Minnie stitched up with her fair hands a little teddy bear to keep Mickey company on his 
shipping voyages, mm. which is the most tenuous story I've ever heard in my life. And then he, she got bored, so she made a little partner for Duffy. I don't know why I keep, I keep doing this with my hand, which is stitching in midair, by the way. I've never stitched like that in my life. And um, she was, she's was she been in Japan for, for years. All right, I'm saying it's Japan. I know you're not very it good is. with these. Yes, it is. Um, it's, I don't know. Now I've said yes, it is. I'm not sure. I think it is Japan, yeah. Um, and... <laughs> And now we're going to get chili made. There's there's someone else as well. There's like a cat toy that they've got over there as well. But we haven't got here. Oh yeah, what is the name of that cat? I don't. I can't remember the name of it. I'm useless tonight. I don't remember anything this evening, John. Is it? Is it like? Oh, if you give give us a few seconds, a few hours, I'll I'll, I'll dial it up. Uh, Shelly May, May character, cat. What you got? The first thing that's come up is the cat and the coffee drinker, Shelley. I don't think that's it. Should I add the word Duffy in here as well? Yeah, try now. Step on of using Google. Ooh, maybe, maybe I'll get it here. I've got no idea, to be honest. I've got no idea. Apparently in... in Disney Sea, you can get um, Duffy the Bear mooses. Really? Eat. Not mooses as in a, an animal. No, they're, eat. they're eating moose. Do they do? They don't do ice creams, do they? Like Duffy Bear. Yeah. That would look very much like a Mickey bar. That's what I thought. Duffy bar. Um, no, nothing. Nothing's jumping out on me. Oh, that's it called gelatino. Gelatino. Yeah, that's ice. That's ice cream, isn't it? Yeah, he's a, he's a little grey cat with um, pointy ears. That's the one. Um, to be fair, I think he looks a bit cuter than Duffy and Shelley May, but that's my own personal opinion. So you're, you're going cuter than those two? Yep, and um, Duffy the Bear also got a Facebook group um, called Duffy Fans. And Okay, of course it has. Out of everybody that loves Duffy Bear, there's um, 1,584 likes. Oh. Not that popular then. I Duffy kind of, I suppose, you know, it's, it's the Builder Bear era, wasn't it? You know, we, they came out kind of when Builder Bear was at a peak and everybody liked him, and then Builder Bear doesn't necessarily to, seem to be as in these days. Yeah, I think everyone took it a bit cynically, didn't they, when it first got announced? Well, yeah. Well, was... well, are we surprised because you know suddenly Disney have created a new character and this is how we've shoehorned it into how it fits with Mickey and Minnie and all this sort of stuff? Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, so what they've done is they got rid of Duffy and they decided to just stick the prices up instead. Yeah. But no doubt we'll talk about that more next week. I have no doubt that we will. That's uh, that's fine. Is that your last piece of news? That's my last piece of news. Don't say you're disappointed. Well. I am disappointed that we've run out of news. No, I'm joking. I'm not really. Um, okay, so uh, that's all of the news then, and that means if we've done all of that, it's the end of um, Disney Brit. That's it for this week. That seems to have shot by. Yeah, how long has that been? Four hours and about, 67 Yeah, we've, we've just done four hours, but it's fine. That's no, about 40 minutes, which is good. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much for joining us. We apologise for the sort of irregularity of shows over the past few weeks, but with uh, internet issues and 
bits and pieces and all that sort of stuff going on that uh, we're hopefully now back on track and we can sort ourselves out, which would be brilliant. But uh, as I say, thank you for joining me, Alan. No problem, anytime. Uh, and uh, of course, if you want to know uh, anything to do with uh, the Disney Brit stuff, any of the past shows, things like that, you can go to DisneyBrit.com. If you want to uh, know about the Disney Brit running team that Alan spoke about with the Blackpool events, you can go to uh, Disney Brit. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh man, it's all just going hard wrong. I am. Uh, if you want to sign up, it's um, DisneyBrit.com forward slash DBRT. If you yep. want to uh, go to facebook.com forward slash uh, Disney Brit Podcast, then you can join the um, Disney Brit running team, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash DBRT. And any comments, questions, suggestions, anything like that, you can email us, which is radio at DisneyBrit.com, and follow us on Twitter, which is at DisneyBrit. I think that's everything, isn't it? I've got to add that keep your eyes peeled if you're in the running team for announcements going to be made, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday they announced the the cost for the packages. Uh, the actual tickets for individual just entry uh, is released in January. Um, so it's all a little bit up in the air. What we will do, though, is we'll get that information out to people ASAP. We'll also uh, talk about it on next week's show as well. Uh, so we, next week we'll be uh, we'll talk about the, the packages. We'll talk a little bit about the Platball Weekend. We've got the Disney's Ultimate Attraction stuff to bring that next week as well. You can go to Facebook and you can look at that sort of stuff too. Um, cool, so sounds that's good. That's about it, isn't it? Is that everything? That's it. All right, well, in that case, uh, thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. But until then, we'll see you.